Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Support for MPB comes from Grammy Museum, Mississippi, offering free admission and a pass to a world of performances, lectures and events for members. Information on planning a visit or becoming a member at grammymuseumms.org. Good morning. It's 8.30 on Friday, May 26th. I'm Karen Brown, and this is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. On today's show, yay or nay, hear from legislators analyzing the potential lottery in the state of Mississippi. So personally, I'm not in favor of gambling, but I also don't want to deny that to other people who are. We should be looking only at facts to see if it would benefit the state and if the people of the state want it. Find out what you can do to be safe on the water this weekend. Tips from marine officials. And with many travelers hitting the roads for Memorial Day, the Mississippi Highway Patrol is cautioning drivers to be careful. That's all coming up. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. The Mississippi House Lottery Study Working Group is analyzing the pros and cons of creating a lottery in the state. If approved, the initiative could create a new stream of much-needed revenue for the state's general fund. The Lottery Study Committee is researching the economic benefits as well as the social and behavioral impacts. The Republican uh, the group met for the first time at the state capitol Wednesday. Republican Representative Chris Johnson of Hattiesburg tells MPB's Mark Rigsby, he's trying to be objective about the opportunity. So personally, I'm not in favor of gambling, but I also don't want to deny that to other people who are. Uh, This committee was formed to be a fact-finding committee, so uh, any personal feelings on it should be mute. We should be looking only at the facts to see if it would benefit the state and if the people of the state want it. What is your biggest concern at this point? Just making sure that we get good data and that we interpret that data correctly. Uh, it's easy to look at things with blinders on. Uh, one thing I do like about this committee is unlike a lot of things that we dive headfirst into, uh, this is a good opportunity for us to vet this issue and, and try to get facts. Are you surprised that this issue is not going to be in the special session? No, I'm not. Given that there's been several people in state government that are for and against, uh, I think that it would, it would be too early for that to come up in a special session. I don't think that any anything of value would come out of rushing through it at a special session. And I think it was a wise decision not to put it in there. Representative Richard Bennett is leading the lottery study group. He tells MPB's Mark Rigsby about the formation of the group. I think the formation of it is the speaker wanted to make sure that we had all the facts before we jumped into uh, a lottery. And I think it's very important that this be objective. All we're looking for are the facts. Uh, there is, we're not going to give a recommendation at the end of this. It is just going to be the facts of how it would impact the state and, uh, and what we need to know to implement a lottery. There's a lot of questions out there. You know, whether you're going to do um, Powerball, you're going to do a state lottery, you're going to do Daily Fantasy, and do you have to have a state lottery if you have a Powerball? We don't know any of these, these uh, answers to these questions. 
Do you know a timetable on when this lottery committee will be able to gather the answers to all the questions that remain? We don't want to rush it because we want to get it right, but we want to also have it complete before we come into session in January. Um, we're going we're gonna to try to move forward as fast as we can and still have all the information that we need. What's your biggest concern going into this? My biggest concern is that we do it right. I want to be able to look at this study in three years. If, if, if let's say we implement a lottery, in three years, four years from now, I want to be able to pull this study out and, and have them say, this is what we said was going to happen. This is what we said we were going to get. This is what, how we said it was going to work. Before you were appointed to lead this committee, were you in favor or against a state lottery before you were appointed here? I was in favor of a lottery, but, but let me tell you, I mean, it's wherever the facts lead us. That won't taint this at all. Philip Gunn is against the lottery. He's on record against the lottery. I'm on record for the lottery. But I'm going to tell you, we've got to have the facts. We've got to do it right. We're talking about millions of dollars that could help the state in a situation right now where we're having difficulty finding money for other critical programs. What are your thoughts? Well, I think if those are true numbers, and, and, and when I say those are true numbers, I think you've got to look at what you may possibly, and you may not be losing anything, but you could be losing on other sales. So we want to look at these convenience stores where they're selling these. Had their sales tax gone down where somebody may have gone in there to buy a Coke or bread or something, they may have bought more lottery tickets. So that sales tax loss there. So we've got to go in there and we've got to find out what the true numbers are. How do you balance the concerns about the true numbers compared to, let's say, the social impact it would have? I think that's something we're going to look at and talk to other states and see what, what social impact it had. And, uh, of course... Some of those programs, um, Gambling Anonymous and things like that, we already have some of those programs in the state of Mississippi because we have gaming in Mississippi. Representative Richard Bennett, thank you very much for being on Mississippi Edition today. We do appreciate it. Thank you. The combined net proceeds from lotteries in Arkansas and Louisiana totaled $263 million last year. Some members of the group plan to visit those states to better understand how a lottery would work in Mississippi. Coming up, sunscreen, life jackets, and a fully charged phone are just a few of the things boaters will need before hitting the water this weekend. Find out what else just ahead. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Jimmy Rogers was born in Pine Springs, Mississippi in 1897. At 13, he went to work for the railroad where he learned to play guitar and heard music from many different traditions. He divided his time between the railroad and the concert stage, but after being diagnosed with tuberculosis at age 27, Rogers concentrated more on performing and recording. His original Blue Yodel sold a half million records, making him a major star, but his health continued to fail, and Rogers died at age 35. His career was brief, but his influence lives on. He was one of the first inductees into the Country Music Hall of Fame and was later inducted into both the Rock and Roll and Blues Halls of Fame. Once known as the Singing Brakeman, he is now known as the father of country music. This has been Mississippi, a thread through time. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Karen Brown. 
Marine officials are reminding Mississippi boaters to be prepared and be safe this Memorial Day weekend. It's Safe Boating Week, an annual observance sponsored by the National Safe Boating Council and the U.S. Coast Guard. This week also kicks off the launch of the 2017 North American Safe Boating Campaign. The campaign promotes safe and responsible boating and the value of wearing life jackets. Officer Brandon Giles works on boat safety and education for the Coast Guard. He tells us more about the Safe Boating Campaign. So this year we started off uh, last Friday with Wear Your Life Jacket to Work Day. We had the Coast Guard District 8 staff, which included the two-star admiral of the uh, district. We basically did a video where everybody's walking around the office and they have their uh, their life jackets on uh, during the morning brief. Uh, it got a good little follow, good little reach. Um, but we're trying to have a little fun with it, just make people realize, like, hey, it is important. We just want to get the message out there for people to be safe and have fun. What is it with with boaters and life jackets? Because, you know, every year we hear about a fisherman or someone who drowned because they fell off the boat, they didn't know how to swim, and they weren't wearing a life jacket. Right. Every case is going to be a little different. Um, a lot of times life jackets can be uncomfortable. Some people don't want the tan lines. You know, everybody's a little bit different. What else are you advising in terms of safety? We really want to let people know that they can take a boating course with uh, NASBLA. They can go to get a vessel safety check with the Coast Guard Auxiliary, and it's free. You said that there are services available or, or courses. So the National Association of State Boating Law Administrators offers a course uh, for boating safety, and you can always get your vessel checked with the Coast Guard Auxiliary. How do you reach both of those entities? You can go to either of their websites. There's a nasbla.org website, and with the Coast Guard Auxiliary, you can reach out Googling uh, your specific area, and there should pop up with an auxiliary, and uh, it's free. We want to make sure everybody's being safe, and we want to be in places where we can make sure that everyone is having a good time and staying safe. Stay safe. Brandon Giles is Petty Officer for the Coast Guard. Brandon, thank you so much for being with us. Yes, ma'am. Thank you for having me. Lieutenant Patrick Levine oversees boat and water safety at the State Department of Marine Resources. He tells MPB's Evelina Burnett a few reminders for people getting on the water this weekend. Looking at the weather forecast, it's going to be a great weekend to to be out on the boat. Uh, There may be a little bit of wind, so we want to encourage our boaters to check the forecast before they go out. Make sure they know what they're getting themselves into and don't try to do more than they can handle because we want them to be safe on this Memorial Day weekend. We want to uh, encourage people to make sure their equipment uh, is, is proper, that uh, their boat is, is running well, that all their safety equipment, it meets the law and the requirements of the law, for example, those life jackets. We want to make sure all those kids have life jackets on. Anybody 12 and under in a vessel 26 feet and less, they have to have a life jacket on any time that vessel's underway. And you know what? We want to encourage those adults also. Uh, You you don't have to be ashamed or scared to put on that life jacket. Uh, It can save your life. So so take the opportunity to put it on. If you're not going to wear it, make sure it's readily accessible. Be sure to check out your flares. Make sure they're within date, your fire extinguisher, to make sure it's in good condition on the fire extinguisher. Uh, Consider putting it somewhere where it's readily accessible, too. I always tell people, don't put it somewhere where the fire may occur. Put it somewhere where you can get to it. And don't forget those registration numbers on on that vessel. Make sure they're current and up-to-date, that they're not expired. But just check all the safety equipment. We, We won't encourage you to do that. Is there anything in particular that you've seen that people often forget when they go out for the first time? 
one thing that's really important that, that people forget about, anybody born after June 30th of 1980s required to take a boater's education course in the state of Mississippi to operate a vessel legally. So that brings up the question, what about the people born before June 30th of 1980? And they may be buying vessels and getting out on the water, but they don't know those aids to navigation and laws that apply to them. And so we want to encourage people, before you go out on that boat, uh, know what those channel markers are. Know where your navigable waters are. We want to make sure you're safe, that you're not getting in a situation you shouldn't be in. Uh, pay attention to any hazard signs and and just be careful when you're out there on the water. Is there a way to check for proper fit of safety jackets, especially for kids? Well, if you look on the inside of a jacket, it's going to say a couple of things. First of all, it has to be U.S. Coast Guard approved. And it's going to have a, a weight range, for example, for, for youth that may be 60 to 90 pounds. Make sure it, it fits you and that it's the right size and that it's comfortable. And it, if it matters, make sure it looks cool. You know, they got pink ones for girls and camouflage ones for boys. And so that may make them feel a little bit better about wearing it. And for those uh, adults that are worried about it being too hot, too heavy, too bulky, maybe even those suntan lines, they have inflatable life jackets now. They have to be worn to count. But they're a lot lighter, they're a lot smaller, and uh, that's definitely a lot better than not having anything on at all. So we won't encourage them to wear a life jacket. What about people who might be kayaking or canoeing? On the kayak, uh, it applies the same way as a vessel. Uh, unfortunately, uh, those children, they have to have those life jackets on, but we want to encourage everybody to have a life jacket on whenever they're uh, involved in a recreational sport, such as kayaking. A lot of times, power boaters, they can't see those kayakers on the water, and so you know what, make sure you have it on, make sure it, it fits. Uh, it's it's one of those things that can save your life. Is the DMR going to have a lot of officers out this weekend? We're going to be in full force. 100% of our force is going to be out on the water this weekend. We want to remind everybody, do not drink and drive on the, the vessel. It will be zero tolerance this weekend, so, so no consuming alcohol while operating that vessel under the influence because it is a, a, a contributing factor to a huge percentage of boating accidents in the state of Mississippi. So don't drink and drive. Have a designated driver when you're out there on the boat. Have fun. Enjoy the weekend. Don't forget what it's about on this Memorial Day weekend. Just a, a wonderful opportunity for us to remember those men and women who, who gave their lives, that we can enjoy the freedoms we have on the water. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you. The Coast Guard also responds to accidents on the water. Jonathan McMurray tells MPB's Evelina Burnett the Coast Guard is there to assist with emergency incidents on the water. Anything that deals with any type of accident on the water, we respond to. What are some of the most common accidents that you see out there? Well, most common accidents are collisions, person in the water, uh, especially on holiday weekends like Memorial Weekend. We have a lot of drinking and boating type of incidents, which usually is a causative factor for, i.e., your collision or your person's drowning, those type of incidents. Are there any other factors that play a part in some of the things that you see out there? Absolutely. Um, a lot of mishaps kind of result from operators not really understanding their boats or not knowing how to handle the boats when it comes to uh, the winds, the seas, uh, they'll anchored in the wrong position. Next thing you know, the boat's sunk due to the boat being swamped by the sea state or whatever the case may be. Excessive speed is actually a very big one. You know, just because you have a boat that can run 60 miles an hour doesn't always mean that it's safe to run 60 miles an hour. Because I know in this area alone, we have a lot of no-wake zones, and you'll see guys 
riding around, jumping wakes, you know, uh, flying through these areas where children are trying to swim or people are fishing or whatever. So what are some of the things that you would want boaters to do before they go out? Let somebody know where you're going that way in case of an emergency or something arises. Those people can make the appropriate phone calls and let us, DMR, whoever the agency is that receives the phone call, some information that's actually beneficial or helpful to us to be able to try to locate, find you, or help you, whatever the situation may be. Get Tow or Towboat U.S.'s number before you go out. That way, if you were to have, say, your engine doesn't start, you run out of fuel, something just happens that you need to get towed back in, you already have these guys ready to go. And make sure that when you're going out, you take a phone charger and or your phone is fully charged and ready to go before you take off. All right. Now, as far as vessel requirements for going out, uh, if you are on or operate the boat, you're supposed to have your photo ID along with your boat registration. Then you are required a throwable flotation device. Uh, this is not required if your vessel is under 16 feet. Now, the flotation device needs to be readily accessible. That means you're either sitting on it or it's right there in case somebody were to fall overboard while you're moving. You could just throw it in the water so they have something to grab onto and hold on to while you turn around to try to pick them up. As an all-in-all, we'll be on the water making sure that people are boating safely and that they're following the rules and regulations that are set forth by the government. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you, ma'am. For information on laws and regulations, go to BoatEd.com slash Mississippi. If you'd like to take a boater education course, go to DMR.MS.gov and look under Law Enforcement Boater Education. Coming up, state law enforcement is starting its Drive to Survive initiative. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Informative MPB news stories, the local shows you love, up-to-date severe weather info, and the state and worldwide reach telling the story of Mississippi. You're listening to MPB Think Radio. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Karen Brown. Mississippians will see more state troopers on the roads this holiday weekend. The Mississippi Highway Patrol is kicking off its safety awareness program. It's called Drive to Survive. They're asking all motorists to have a safe mentality while driving this weekend. The agency begins its Memorial Day travel enforcement period at 6 o'clock this evening. It will continue through Monday at midnight. There will be an increased number of traffic checkpoints to ensure seatbelt usage and prevent impaired driving. Captain Johnny Polis is with Mississippi Highway Patrol. He tells us what defensive driving means. Well, in today's world, we all know we deal with a lot of traffic, high volumes of traffic on the roadways, and we have to be focused. Uh, distractions are causing major issues. Loss of life is occurring. And it makes a big difference when you're aware of your surroundings. Uh, you're looking into your mirrors, knowing what vehicles uh, that are traveling next to you uh, making sure you've got a visual on the highway just in case the car comes into your lane. So we do have to drive defensively. And here again, that we have to have that survival mentality, unfortunately, on the roadways today. Because you may be the safest driver in the world, but the person next to you may not be. You have complete control over your vehicle. Unfortunately, you do not have control over the vehicle that is either coming in your direction, traveling next to you. And that's why we need everyone to be focused 
uh, avoid distractions in the vehicle. Here again, it ensures safe travel for all. When holidays such as Memorial Day come up, the Highway Patrol has what's called a traffic enforcement period. What is that? This weekend, MHP's enforcement period begins at 6 p.m. on Friday. It will run through the weekend, and it will conclude Monday at midnight. And we will have safety checkpoints in place to prevent impaired driving, to make sure people are buckled up, especially children, to make sure children are properly restrained in child restraint systems. So here again, we're just trying to promote safety. Uh, We're hoping we can get through the entire period without a fatality. Last year, we had to. That's what we want to avoid. We know about child restraint laws. What about texting? Is there a law that applies to that? We do have a texting law in Mississippi, and we will be enforcing that law. We're asking everyone, if that text is that important, please pull to the side of the road in a safe location and send it from there. Here again, we, we all hear about driving distractions. It's not just texting. It can be anything that you're doing that would divert your focus and your attention off of the roadway. With all the traffic we're going to be encountering this weekend, AAA is estimating this could be a record-breaking weekend. So we need all eyes on the road. How has the state been doing this year so far? Well, unfortunately, our fatality numbers are up. That's something we're very concerned about. But on the enforcement side, we can only do so much. You know, we've got manpower issues. Uh, we're, we do have a trooper school coming up, but it's going to be a while before those troopers actually get out on the road. Uh, so these fatality numbers, again, are concerning, but we need cooperation from the motoring public to slow the fatality numbers down. We'll never stop them, but with cooperation, we can make our highway safer in Mississippi. You mentioned the trooper school. How many vacancies do you have in the force now? We're allowed by law 650 sworn troopers. Right now, we have a total of 475. Our problem is we have 150 that can retire today. So we're we're stretched very thin, but we we still have a mission, and it's to provide public safety. And you're going to see troopers out there this weekend. Is the main thoroughfares where we're most likely to see troopers? Well, we're going to have troopers in in the heavily congested areas, but we still have two-lane highways that we're responsible for, and we're going to have all available manpower out there working this weekend. If you're driving, you may come upon a a scene where you have to stop and drive through the gauntlet, so to speak. There's a possibility you can encounter a safety checkpoint this weekend. If you do, we, we, we highly recommend to have your driver's license and your insurance information readily available where the trooper or law enforcement officer can check that, verify it, and, and get you moving on to your destination. Johnny, I'm always surprised to see the number of DUI arrests during a traffic enforcement period. What is the story with, it seems like we have a lot of drunk drivers in this state. Well, whenever you have a holiday period, you have a lot of people that are not working. Uh, and unfortunately, a lot of people choose uh, to drink or they could be under the influence of drugs and they choose to get behind the wheel. Uh, and during these periods, we have a lot of checkpoints you have a lot of officers in general working, providing that enforcement. And that's why those numbers are so high. Here again, with bad decisions being made by people choosing to get behind the wheel. Okay, one more time. What's the most important thing this weekend, getting behind the wheel? Have a certain mindset, a survival mindset, just to make it from point A to point B safely. Make sure everyone in the vehicle 
is buckled up. If you choose uh, to drink this weekend, please have a designated driver in place. That that way, everyone can enjoy the weekend and arrive home safely. Our main mission. Captain Johnny Polis is the director of Public Affairs Division for the Mississippi Highway Patrol. Captain Polis, thanks so much. Thanks for having us. The Mississippi Highway Patrol says last year there were 132 car crashes, two fatalities, and 164 DUI arrests. Remember, the Memorial Day travel enforcement period starts today at 6 p.m. It continues through Monday at midnight. Stay tuned to MPB Think Radio for a full slate of Mississippi-based programs all morning long. At 9 o'clock, it's the Gestalt Gardener. Then at 10 o'clock, it's Next Stop Mississippi. And at 11, stay tuned for Southern Remedy for Women. If you missed part of the show today, find past episodes of this and other Think Radio programs online at mpbonline.org. Or you can download the MPB public media app from the Apple or Google Play stores. I'm Karen Brown. Join us again Tuesday morning at 8.30 for the next Mississippi edition. It's only on MPB Think Radio. From the Capitol steps to your front door, MPB News covers the state like no one else. Our team of award-winning journalists keeps you informed on the news affecting your life. MPB News, online at mpbonline.org and on MPB.